Hey, hey, welcome to BBOS. Let me start by saying, this is a little different start, that I interviewed my guest yesterday, but we had a storm slash technological issue that cut us off midway. So he has graciously agreed to re-record tonight, and I can only tell you that I'm very thankful to have this young man with me on the show this evening. He is a passionate, focused, kind, articulate fella who possesses a pretty solid risk muscle in his sport, and he has accomplished quite a bit for his age. Please welcome to the show, Brian Runstrom. Welcome aboard, Brian. How are you? Good. How are you? I am doing well. Thank you. Thank you. How's your weather today? I hope it's better. I hope so. <laughs> we'll, we'll pray for good weather. Yeah. All right. So let's start from the start. First, tell us where you're from. I'm from Green Bay, Virginia. You know, I'm from D.C., born and raised. I always have to get my bearings in Virginia. Well, tell everyone how old you are. I am 12 years old. 12 years old. And I did find out a little backstory. I know that you just turned 12 in April. So happy belated birthday to you. Thank you. And tell everyone, what grade are you heading into next year? I'm going into seventh grade next year. All right, man. Those middle school years. Oh, boy. I think I told you yesterday that I was in education for a very, very long time. So I appreciate all the different levels. And I've raised a few kids. So I remember those middle school years well. But you're in a little bit of a unique situation in that you're not in a public or a private school. You're in something even better. You are being homeschooled which, quite frankly, I think is very good for your sport, which is, of course, racing cars. So I'd love for you to tell everyone the story that you shared with me last night about how you actually got interested in racing. We were sitting on my mom and dad's bed, and my dad was scrolling through Facebook and saw a champ cart for sale and asked me if I wanted to race. And just like that, interest right away, just stuck to it. So how long have you been racing competitively? I think we're going on our seventh year. Wow. How old were you in your first race? Uh, five. Oh, my gosh. Five. Wow. That is crazy to think about that. I think we talked about this briefly, but how many races do you think you've competed in so far? I think about 350. 300. Wow. That blows me away. All right. Now, I did learn a little bit about your sport, but my listeners won't know. So we're going to tune them back into kind of the whole big picture here. There's a process within the racing, and I know you did quarter midget racing for a while. How long were you in the quarter midget racing? Five years. Five years. So is that an age bracket as well? Uh, Yeah. There's red rookie, blue rookie, junior Honda, junior animal. And then when I stopped, I was in senior animal, senior Honda, light 160, and light world formula. Okay. And now what division are you in currently? I'm in the Bandolero division. Is there an age bracket on that? Yes, there is. A, you can start at 8 years old to 12 years old in the Bandit division, and then from 12 to 14 in the uh, Outlaws division. Okay. What comes after that? What's next? Uh, there's a few different kind of things that you can race. You can race legend cars or late models or kind of whatever. Okay, so you got a lot of options. So I do want to talk a little bit about who actually taught you how to drive. My dad taught me how to drive. And tell us a little bit about your dad, because he has a racing history as well. For a while, he used to uh, help out with late model guys, but then we moved to Ohio, and he started working at Thor Sport on Matt Crafton's truck for a couple years, and then our last year, 2019 up there, Yeah, he was the truck chief for Ben Rhodes. 
Okay, so and those are pretty accomplished drivers, am I correct? Yes. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I don't know Ben Rhodes as well, but I know Crafton, I know, has won several races, I'm guessing. He's won like 14 races and three or four championships. Wow, that's pretty cool. So your dad's gotten to do some pretty cool stuff. You're learning from a pretty good teacher. I like that. Tell me something. How much time is involved in preparing for a race? Usually, it depends on what you have to do and to get the car ready. Sometimes you'll have to clean the bearings if there's like a lot of trash up in there. Or if you don't have to, it doesn't take as long. But sometimes it can take a while and sometimes it doesn't. Yeah, so it just depends on what you have to do. And we'll talk about that a little later in the interview, because I know you mentioned to me that you can pretty much take the whole car apart and put it all back together, which is kind of cool to me just in and of itself, because as I told you, my skills are quite limited. I just replaced a battery in my key fob, and that's about as far as I've ever gotten on a vehicle. Yeah. So pretty impressed with what you're doing at your age. So tell me a little bit more about the race itself. So like how long is a race, you know, duration, laps, track size, that type of information? There's 15 laps, there's uh, four-tenths of a mile, and uh, it can vary from how long the race takes to go. Okay, so like roughly, like what would be a short race versus a long race? A shorter race would be about 15 to 20 minutes. The longest race I've had is 50 minutes. Okay, that's a long time in the car, I would think. That's a pretty good amount of time. Typically in the race, how many drivers are competing in each race? Usually there's about 10 to 12. And now that brings me to my next question. So you're in the season, like what's your current record of wins and losses? How are you faring so far? So far I've won five out of the six races that we've run this year. Oh, wow. That's what I'm talking about. What in the world is the winning combination in a race? I know you talked to me a little bit about uh, a couple things you mentioned. I think a good setup and a good driver. So Kind of like steer me into that. Like what is really the winning combo for a race? You'd want to have a really good car that could handle however the track started going. And if the driver could adapt to the changes of the track, if it gets colder or hotter. So a lot of variables involved, but definitely you've got to have the right setup, right? You've got to have the right car. That's key. Okay. Now you mentioned something you said early on now. I mean, you really do. That's a wealth of experience to be 12 and have that many races under your belt. But you said early on you would get pretty nervous, which could lead to, of course, mistakes. And I think that maybe it would apply to many different things in life. So how do you at your age, because I'm, you know, (laughs) we'll just say infinitely older. We'll just say that. And uh, I still get nervous about things. So how do you at age 12, how do you keep your nerves in check? You just got to stay as calm as possible and try not to think about it as least as you can. All right. So you don't get all up into your head and you just kind of stay focused on the task at head? Yes. That's tricky. Maybe easier said than done. So maybe, and I'm guessing, obviously, you've made the the rookie mistakes that people would make early on. And so you just kind of learn as you go? Yeah, you just kind of learn as you go and try not to make the littlest amount of mistakes that you can. Yeah, because I imagine it makes a big difference, which we'll get further into that, depending on what happens out there on the track. But uh, let's talk a little bit about your car, which is kind of cool. I love that it's right there behind you, number 88. Tell me about your car, maybe what makes it special, what makes it perform better, custom car. Tell me about the engines. Give me some specs on your race car. It is a custom race car. It has a 30 horsepower 
Vanguard Briggs and Stratton motor. Okay, that's pretty cool. And what makes one car perform any better than another car? Uh, the setup. It can vary between the setup with the driver, if you're used to the track, or if you're not, or whatever. Okay, so a lot, a lot of different things go into it. I'm a newbie on the job, so I'm learning about the race car business from you. How do you get in the car? I've seen races on TV. I've never actually been to one. Do you actually climb in through the window, or does the door open? How does that work? Well, these cars that we have now, you get in through the roof. Oh, you get in through the roof. Okay, yes. wow. I had no idea about that. Okay, well, that's totally different than what, I, what I've seen on TV. Now, I know just from reading, and I mentioned this the other day, the temperatures, now I'm in Georgia, and it's, we'll just say very hot. We'll be polite and say it's very hot. It's like, I think, 95 in the shade right now out there. It's toasty. All right, so I know you're in racing conditions where it gets hot. And I read that, you know, you can have extreme temperatures in the vehicle in excess of, you know, 115 degrees. So I guess my question to you is, you know, how do you avoid the pitfalls maybe of overheating? Like, how do you physically deal with that? Because like at my age, if I got in the vehicle and I think I told you yesterday, I don't even know if I could take a picture in it. It was really hot because I get hot. I'd like catch fire and spontaneously combust. I think I mentioned something to the effect of old people get hot, which they do. So how do you deal with that heat, Brian? It's, it's hot stuff. Personally, I don't do anything to deal with it. I don't know if any other drivers do, but I don't do anything else. So it just doesn't even bother you? Not necessarily. Like, what do you drink? Is there a certain thing, water or power drinks? I usually drink Gatorade or water. Okay. Yeah, I was wondering, I mean, because that's pretty toasty. And I'm thinking if you had a longer race, I mean, whoa, boy. I imagine it really heats up probably when you're going around the track. I can imagine it's even hotter. Yeah. All right. Let me ask you this. Do you have, and I know I've just seen and read different things, but do you have any kind of specific routine that you do to either get in the vehicle or get prepared or day of the race? Is there something you kind of follow, any kind of regimen that you do? No, I don't do anything, no, any of that stuff. Okay, so you're just, let's go. Is yes. that the mentality? Yep. Literally, I do feel like you have to just have a Jedi focus, which clearly you do. All right, now you get out there on the track. Do you have a strategy in mind? Yeah, you can't really try and pass in the corners. Your best bet is trying to set them up coming out of the corner and get them going into the corner. Okay. So, and now let me ask you this, because it seems like a lot of wrecks happen on these turns, right? So are wrecks a factor? And if so, do they have a lot of wrecks in this particular division? Yes, there can be a lot of wrecks. and Some of them can be pretty bad or some of them can be not terribly bad, but they can make the races a lot longer. The more cautions there are, the longer the race will be. Because you just kind of have to do that, like just wait or just kind of loop around pretty slow. Is that how that works? Yeah, you had to go pretty slow behind a pace car. Okay, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Now, what is... Because I'm thinking at your age, I know if I was the parent, and I know you have great parents, by the way, I would be thinking a lot about your safety, which I'm sure they do. And so with that in mind, how are these cars designed to help you stay safe in the event of, you know, an accident? And then what type of gear do you have on that also might prevent anything, you know, in the event of an accident? We wear helmets, uh, a suit, a neck brace, shoes, gloves seatbelts, and then they have uh, special seats that go on the car with headrests on both sides. Okay, so that helps to prevent bad neck injury, which is good. Yes. 
Okay, well, that's pretty cool. So, yeah, I'm just like thinking, I don't really ever get the Beamer up to any big speeds. I think I told you, I think 80 on the interstate's about as quick as I go. And that's only on the straightaway. I don't come into turns too hot. I've learned my lesson over the years about that. And plus, I don't want the fast speeding award either. Not a fan of that. Speaking of speed, what are the top speeds of the cars? And maybe what's the top speed of yours? And how fast have you gone? The fastest I've ever been is 86 miles an hour. What is the top speed, out of curiosity? They can get pretty fast. If there's like three or four of them up in a draft, I'm sure they can get up to at least 90 miles an hour. Wow, that's quick. How is the track designed? That's another thing I was thinking about yesterday that I know I didn't ask and I was curious about. What type of tracks are you on? Some uh, tracks, are they have more banking. There's more degrees in the corners and on the straightaways. And some of the tracks we race are pretty flat. Okay. Yeah, so that makes a difference, I guess, if you have a big bank, right? I mean, in terms of how the car is handling and whatnot. Yeah, it kind of floats into the corner, but on the flatter tracks, you got to put more steering wheel into it to be able to keep it on the bottom. Makes sense. Now, I am looking at your car behind you. I'm curious, who or what determines your number on the vehicle? I picked my number. So you're allowed to pick. All right. So what if somebody else wanted your number? Uh, How does that work? If people have the same number as you, they can put a letter behind it, like 88B or however. Okay. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. I, t- I tell you what, you, you don't really see a lot of 13s. I don't think, I don't even know if there are any out there, but I think that's one of those things that people just kind of abandon, you know. Yeah. Do you have any superstitions at all? Anything like that? No, I don't have any. Eh, that's good. That's good. Me neither. I'm like, I'll step on every crack. I mean, I'll, you know, I'll drive right by the black cat. I'm all right. I'm good with all that. All right. What information, because I'm always curious about this. I like your setup, by the way. I've just got my little earplugs here. I've always been curious. You're driving around the track. There's some communication going back and forth. What in the world do you talk about? And who are you talking to during a race? Uh, Other people have spotters. My dad does it for me. Usually when we're under green, he'll tell me how far away a car back is behind me or from the inside or the outside. And then I guess you could communicate. So now you know your car inside and out. So we did talk about this. Maybe you could elaborate on it just a little bit. But if your car is maybe not handling quite right, I've only heard the, the major terminology, the car being a little loose or a little tight. And uh, maybe you could kind of share what that actually means and then what your preference is within your vehicle. Too loose, the car means like the back end wants to try and spin out. And too tight means the nose will start pushing when you go into the corner. Okay, which means you could kind of end up in the wall sort of deal if you're not yes. getting a hold of it. Yeah. Okay. Do you communicate that kind of stuff? Like how the car's handling? Is that a part of it? Yes. Okay. And you said you have a preference for it being a little bit loose. Maybe that's not as bad safety-wise. Is that accurate? Yeah, I'd rather be more loose than tight. Okay. Makes sense. Makes sense. So it's interesting because I always wondered what in the heck, you know, what are people talking about? Like, you know, I've seen movies and of course they say all kinds of silly things. I'm like, surely that's not what they're talking about in these real races. You mentioned to me that you can take the car apart and you can put it back together. Talk to me about how long that process is and who taught you all of these things. My dad taught me how to do it, and I could probably do it in about 30 minutes to take the, the car apart. Wow. And what about putting it back together? About the same time. That's pretty cool. I mean, I guess you've literally just been kind of learning this stuff since you were a, a little skittle, and so you just keep learning and learning and learning. So what would you say? Would you say you're just still in that learning process? You just keep taking it all in? 
Yeah, I mean, I still try to learn as much as I can. Okay, and how do you do that? Who can you get more information from, apart from your dad? Nobody else, really. Your dad, he's the man. He comes armed with all the info. That's awesome. I mean, I love to see that type of relationship. That's that's really, really cool that you have such a good support system. All right, let me ask you this. In professional racing, do you have any favorites, like within Indy, NASCAR, Formula One? Uh, IndyCar, probably Scott Dixon. Formula One, probably Sergio Perez and NASCAR Dale Jr. This is a good lineup. And what is your goal in terms of racing? Do you have maybe a dream race or something you envision in your future as, man, this is what I'm... Because look, you started this stuff so early. At age 12, what's your dream right now for racing? To get to one of the top three NASCAR divisions. Heck yeah. I want to see that happen. I'm a fan of that. All right. I know you have some very cool sponsors. So would you like to give a shout out to your sponsors? Work-Life Apparel, Foresight Construction, DE Landscaping, Brock Construction Inc., Trump Trends, Napa Wright Auto Supply, and uh, Justin Bergon. That's actually our connection, is Justin Bergon. You know, he's been on the podcast a couple times. I think I told you last night, but uh, ran across him in TikTok and was just a huge fan. I mean, he's a great impersonator, but more importantly, he's a wonderful person. And I got to tell you, Brian, he has a very, very high opinion of you. And I understand 100% why. You're a class act. You really are. I mean, for your age, you are about as together as I've seen a young man. So I'm very, very much in awe of what you do and what your goals and your dreams are. And certainly, I hope to be around and get to a race and see some of this come true. Now, I do want to ask you some off-the-record type questions. Not totally steer away from racing, but I want to know a little bit more about you. And I'm sure people would be interested. So we kind of broached this last night. Do you have a favorite movie about racing? Probably Talladega Nights. Oh, man. That's one you just can't go wrong with, isn't it? My favorite line is, well, of course, the classic line, if you're not first, you're last. Do you have a favorite part in that movie or a favorite line? The cougar part was pretty funny. (laughs) Indeed. You can't make that stuff up. I I literally, I'm not sure at this age how many times I've seen that movie, but it's safe to say it's been a bunch. It's been a bunch. All right, so what does downtime look like for Brian Runstrom? What do you do when you're, you've gotten your homeschooling out of the way? Maybe you're all prepped and ready to go with your racing. What do you enjoy doing in your downtime? Probably playing video games. Okay, is there a certain thing you play, a certain thing you like? I race. Okay, so back connected to the racing, which is cool. I like that. All right, now what about siblings? Do you have any siblings? I have a little brother and a little sister. Okay, and how old are they? Uh, My sister is eight. My little brother is six. Okay, so I bet they look up to Big Brother. Do they enjoy your racing? Yeah, I think they enjoy it. Yeah, I bet they. that's got to be fun coming out to see you. I mean, that's got to be a big deal for them to cheer their Big Brother on. I can imagine that would be pretty cool. Yeah, I could see that. All right, what about, okay, and we mentioned this. I think I told you, you know, my... My kitty cat got the uh, face striker from a, a king snake. And I told you early, I think right before we started, that my mate's in good shape. So you mentioned you actually have some unusual pets. So what pets do you have? Give me a, give me a little backstory on the animals in the Runstrom house. We have nine chickens, two potbelly pigs, three cats, and one St. Bernard. Goodness gracious. And how much did you say that St. Bernard weighs? It's a lot. Uh, about 150 pounds now. Woo, I hope I never get to weigh as much as your St. Bernard, the good Lord willing. 
before we uh, close this out, thank you very much for coming on the show tonight. Again, you are a very confident, respectful young man with a great attitude to boot. And I have to say, my listeners I know are in for a very real treat. They're going to enjoy hearing you. So thank you for sharing your story about your sport, which is very cool, I might add. And I look forward to attending one of your events in the near future. And I can't wait to meet you in person and your family. And I know you have a race coming up this weekend. So best of luck to you in your race. Hey, I have to say, you know, give it some beans and stay safe. And uh, cheers. Thank you for having me again. You bet. So glad to have you. I look forward to seeing you soon. Thank you, Brian. Thank you.